Ultimate Guide Podcast, Episode 57. It's Kaylin Amadio, the Boomer Gal, and I am here with another fantastic guest. I was going to say fabulous. I was trying to combine fantastic and fabulous. Could that be a new word? Fantabulous. You know, a fantabulous guest. I'm going to hashtag that. A fantabulous new guest I want to introduce you to, Paul Michaels. He is a work-from-home father of three. And was, like uh, many of us, a desk sitter working 8 to 12 hours a day with an ever-expanding waistline and plummeting wellness. And I can so relate to that. He was desperate for ways to hack back his wellness without turning to ineffective you know, supplements and unnecessary medications or those crazy diets that you read about. And I bet some of you have even tried, and I admit I have tried a few of them. So Paul has taken everything he's learned in the past three plus years, which includes 8,500 miles walked and 35 pounds of weight loss maintained. And he's crafted a practical step-by-step approach to losing weight and regaining your wellness. So the lifehackerdiet.com blog, podcast, and online coursework that you can, uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about how to, how to get there, are all about making small changes to your lifestyle that will yield huge permanent results for you. So, Paul, welcome to Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast. Thank you very much. Very happy to be here. I'm glad very that you happy. had time this morning. We were having a fun conversation before we started recording, and uh, I can already relate. You're, you're really going to love the information you're, you're going to get. Uh, I, I'm getting ready to say this morning because Paul and I are talking this morning. But whenever you listen right. to this podcast, this is going to be some good stuff. So I gave everyone, Paul, I gave everyone a little bio about you. What I didn't say is whether or not you two are a boomer. And I'm not going to force you to admit whether or not oh, you, I'm, are, you are in my age group. I'm I'm the last year. So I'm the caboose okay. at the end. And, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm, just, I'm behind I'm all right of you guys. I'm right before you. So I'm, you know, I'm at the front of the caboose and you're at the back of the caboose. Yeah, I'm at the back it. of the caboose. And, and you know, I have to say, uh, turning 50 for a lot of people um, can be a very stressful event. And I had um, started to make these changes that we're going to talk about. Um, and I think I was about a year into it at that point. And one of the things I want to talk about is just how your outlook changes. And I have to tell you, I was really excited to be turning 50. And, you know, I'm 52 now and the excitement hasn't gone away. And, and that's, that's, un that's unusual. Or maybe it's a male-female thing because I've read <laughs> it could be. That, that guys, when they turn 40, they hit sort of that midlife thing. And it happens to women at 50 for, for whatever reason. We, we hit 50 yes. and go, oh, uh, women, my gosh. Women definitely have uh, slightly more challenges uh, from body changes uh, that we, uh, we don't. But you guys live longer, so you know we're not going to be around. Hey, so I'm not <laughs> going to. I'm not going to complain. The reason. Do you want to know the reason why the bathroom lines in women's bathrooms at some public event are always longer than men's? Sure. Because you live longer. <laughs> you have the time to waste in that line. <laughs> we that. don't. We got to get in there, get out, and get on with life. So. Your days are numbered, so you got yeah, no yeah. lines. Okay, I get it. I'm going to remember that. That's okay. that's very good. So I assume that in, in your um, private counseling with people or, or group 
you know, counseling that you do with people that you work with various age groups? Absolutely. Yeah. So do you, do you find working with boomers to be different in any way? Um, that's kind of, kind of an interesting question because being a boomer, um, I can really relate. You know, I, I know what's going on with me. I know what's going on with my wife. I know what's going on with friends. So, um, you know, it's, it's, I'm comfortable with it. So I, I don't know that it's different. It seems more comfortable to me. Right. Uh, Maybe a little then, more empathy involved. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And, you know, I, I, they say take your weaknesses and turn them into strengths. So, you know, I, I, I don't have a lot of hair on my head. So I use hats. I'm turning it into a strength. Uh, I'm 52, uh, and I'm, you know, basically building an online, uh, uh, consulting business and a business teaching people how to lose weight. And instead of saying, well, I'm, I'm 52, but you don't need to know that. It's like, I'm 52. I weigh what I weigh when I was 19. I'm in better shape now. Uh, I walk 10 to 15 miles a day while I work you you bring it on because you might be 25 or you might be 35 but i i've got you you know so uh you've got to turn your weaknesses into strengths and right. you know one of the things we have uh as boomers is there there's just there's definitely a wisdom <laughs> that we have i have teenagers at home and oh my god it's like uh, it's a whole different perspective on life, you know, when you're when you're uh, 50 plus and you're dealing with a 16 or 17 year old, um, you just see so much more. It's like you 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 know your eyes weren't really open when you were younger. So I think it's an advantage. Um, but yes, yeah, so I do, and and you know, one of the challenges I have is a lot of uh, people that are our age, boomers, um, kind of feel like it's over. Like all the decisions they've made are kind of done and it's set in stone and what will be will be. And I think that's absolute hogwash. I mean, uh, you were just saying, you know, that you've gone through transformation and we can make changes at our age. We can completely transform our bodies. We can completely transform our lives. So it's ne- the only day it's over is the day you're in the casket and at that right, point, it doesn't right. matter. Well, I'll tell you, as you and I are talking, yesterday would have been my grandfather's, I think it would have been his 100th birthday had, had he lived that long. It's got to be close. He lived to 92. Wow. And I'm 52. I'll be 53 this year. And if I look at it that way, I potentially <laughs> have another Four, I mean, 40 well, years, 40 yep. years is a really long time. Yeah. So to my spend father, day after day after day and hour after hour after hour living and crafting your life. Why, why would you think that there's nothing new to be done or every decision I've made up until this point yeah. is irreversible? No way. I got a long my, way to go. My father just passed away uh, last summer at 91. And uh, although it's a sad event, I have to tell you, I was also rejoicing in the fact that he, uh, a month before he died, uh, got to Costa Rica on his own. He was living in Toronto, Canada, got to Costa Rica on his own and spent a month there exploring. Wow. Okay. Came home and, you know, his health took a turn and, and died a month later. So sad, yes, but 
oh my God. I mean, if he can do that at 91 right. and have an adventure, who knows what you can do? I mean, it's, it's unwritten. And, and, you know, the first chapter, uh, I believe, is just getting your health and wellness because without it, you've got nothing. Right. It, it's just very simple. So, right. I, you know, the first message I have for boomers is do not for a moment think that any of this stuff is written in stone. Okay. It isn't. Your future is in your hands as it was when you were 20, 30, and 40. Um, so, and that's what we're going to talk about today because I've got lots of great tips for people. Oh, good. Well, that was, that's my next question to you, actually, is I always ask my guests if they can share their top three tips. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And, and my top three tips are going to be a little lengthy uh, just because I want to make sure everybody gets as much information as possible. So the first thing, the overarching thing I tell people um, based on what I've learned. So just very quickly, um, the Life Hacker Diet is not some scientific uh, uh, venture. Uh, it was simply me kind of uh, hacking and reinventing my life. I was, I was at the desk. Uh, I was unhappy. I was uncomfortable. I weight gain, my back, a whole bunch of other aches. And I just said, I can't deal with this anymore. I've always been a curious person. I always like to hack stuff. So I started basically looking at what I could do. Um, and I haven't changed what I do. I still work six, seven, eight hours a day at the computer. Mm -hmm. um, but I walk 10 to 15 miles a day. And I'll explain how I do okay. that. I was gonna, that's, that's the question. Yeah, yeah it's a bit of a, bit okay, of a how mystery. How do you do right? that? All right. Yeah. So, so, so the issue is you don't necessarily need to change what you do, but you need to change how you do it. Okay? So the first thing I tell people, two things you need to quit. You need to quit uh, going to the gym, and you need to quit dieting. Okay. Okay. The reason people for that. I'm very happy to. Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm not saying do nothing. Woohoo! No, he I'm said not saying, I can quit going to the gym and I don't have to diet anymore. Oh, man, right, I like this guy. Asterisk, big <laughs> asterisk. Um, so here's the thing. When you decide to go to the gym, you basically put it in your calendar and you say, okay, I'm going to go tomorrow at 2. Mm -hmm. What always happened to me was some work thing would come up or you know, I'm the Uber car driver for the family, so I had to go drive a kid somewhere and it would get pushed off. Right. The problem with that is when it gets pushed off, I get zero exercise. Right. So you're always willing okay. to sacrifice the thing you don't really want to do anyway. Right. And then the next day, the same thing would happen, and I get no exercise. So there was no benefit. So the reason I say quit the gym is chasing this little, you know, whatever it is, the, the penny on the ground or the carrot or whatever that keeps being pulled away from you is not successful, as, as you know and as you can see. So what you need to do is you need to look at everything you do in your day as exercise. Okay? okay. I'm going to get to the dieting thing in a little bit, but you need to look at absolutely everything you do as exercise. And I'm going to give you a couple of quick examples. And, and what I want everyone to know is what I've done is actually incredibly simple. It's step-by-step. -step. Anybody can do it. Um, and I, if you want to go consult with your doctor, please do. When you explain this to them, they're going to go and laugh and say, yeah, that would be awesome. Do it. Whatever. So let's just get right into it. I am um, basically Mr. Mom at home. I do the grocery shopping and most of the cooking. So I have to go to the grocery store once or twice a week. Okay? So if I have to go to the grocery store anyway, 
and let's say I walk a hundred, I'm just going to use simple numbers, but let's say I walk a hundred or I burn a hundred or I go a hundred point hundred of a mile, whatever. So I do a hundred units when I go to the grocery store. So what I started doing is saying, okay, hold on. I have to go to the grocery store anyway. How can I make 100, 200, or 300, or 400? And so I simply started looking at things. I said, okay, well, obviously I need to park at the furthest spot from the door to the grocery store, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. number one. Um, re bring reusable bags because I can use those as weights uh, as if I'm in the gym. Um, be organized, but don't be too organized so that you go back and forth, okay? And a lot of the um, uh, grocery stores nowadays are either, you're, you're either in a, uh, on a street with other stores or you are in a mall. And so, you know, you can buy all your groceries at the one grocery store, or maybe you can get your coffee over at Walmart or Target or something and walk, Right. Right. So all of a sudden, I've taken something that was normally a hundred, and I boosted it to two hundred. Okay. Now let's take that two hundred, and let's multiply it because I'm going to do it fifty-two weeks of the year. So that's ten thousand four hundred units. So hold on a sec. I just went from a hundred to ten thousand four hundred a year. All these things add up. Every step you take, if you take one more step a day, that's 365 extra steps you do in a year. It all adds up. And your body sees that, right? It doesn't kind of reset every, every time. It sees that. So it accumulates. So if you look at your grocery shopping and you try and figure out how you can double it or triple the amount that you walk, that's going to just yield huge results over a year. Another thing, a lot of people um, will commute to work, okay? And commuting uh, either by bus, by car, or whatever, train. train. Around in the yeah. New York area, train, yeah. Train, so very simple. Uh, and, and by the way, if you work at home as well, I have one uh, because I work at home. So uh, let's say you take the train or the bus into work. Well, why don't you walk a stop before you get onto the bus and then get a stop uh, off a stop early and then walk into work. Right. You do that five times a week. And if it's a mile, an extra mile each day, that's five miles. Right. That adds up huge. If you're in the train, rather than being a zombie and waiting for the train, you know, on your cell phone or the newspaper, walk. Walk a stop. Get off a stop. Walk another. If you're driving, you can like, walk the platform as you wait for the train. You can walk the yeah. platform. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and the the life hacker. What I'm teaching people is a blueprint. I'm not telling you exactly what to do. I want you to figure out what works for your lifestyle, for your personality. Right. But what I'm doing is I'm giving you a blueprint that you can kind of innovate off of. Um, the other thing is, if you're driving in, park at a parking lot that's a mile away from work. Okay, so that you get to walk that mile. And that mile back, so it's right. two miles. Right. Right. Then we're then we're into ten thousand four hundred, uh, you know, basically ten thousand four hundred miles or twenty thousand miles a year. Um, uh, not th sorry, thousands, not twenty thousand. Right. Um, so it really adds up. So uh, if you work at home, um, learn from the best. Uh, Steve Jobs used to do uh, a lot of walking and thinking. 
And I'll tell you, if you take uh, a mile or two walk in the morning before you start working on whatever projects you're working on, mm -hmm. it is awesome because you're clearing your mind and then you're kind of uh, categorizing what you need to do and you're prioritizing stuff rather than just going down and dealing with a pile of things that you need to deal with. You're actually figuring it all out. And then in the evening, do the same thing. You start to kind of evaluate what you did, what you need to do, what you could do better. And I'll tell you, if you're ever stuck on something, don't sit there and bang your head against the wall. Go out for a walk because it all clears up. And I do my best thinking then. And the idea is to work smart, not hard. And by going for a walk, there are so many geniuses, uh, I, you know, um, Beethoven used to go for walks. He would work in the morning and then he would walk through Vienna all afternoon and make notes. And, you know, there's so many of these geniuses that figured this out, that if you go for a walk, you get 10 times more done and it's clear rather than just slugging away. So and, that and I've, I've actually heard that before in the same way. Most people can relate to having um, epiphanies in the shower. There's, oh, yeah. right, it's the same sort of, uh, I don't know exactly what your brain is up to during those times, but walking is very similar. The, yeah. you're, you let go of the problems and your brain still is munching on yeah. them, but you're not worried about it. And then things come to you. Absolutely. Uh, so it's, it's, I've heard, in fact, it was just a couple of weeks ago. I, I heard some little report that it's very much like being in the shower and you get those, those great ideas walking right accomplishes the same thing but yet you know yes being clean's great but it's not it's not uh, adding to your health the same way walking would be right so that's just a, a very quick overview of why i say quit the gym because now what you're going to do is you're going to start looking at absolutely everything and i can i've got hundreds of stories of how you can apply it but look at absolutely everything you do in your day as an opportunity for exercise so let's move into food Quit dieting. The reason I say that is by dieting, uh, a lot of times somebody is imposing their preferences, their food on you. Right. And human beings, we like what we like. Yeah, and we and certainly boomers, yeah. boomers were, were at the point like it drives me nuts when my wife puts the toilet roll on the, the, uh, the, other the way? opposite way. Right. It has to be my way. Right. Otherwise, it just doesn't work. <laughs> it ruins your day. <laughs> so we're, very, we're very set in our ways. Right. So, um, anyway, so imposing food on you is not going to work. What I do is I say, let's start with the food I love and let me make little changes to it that are healthier. And I will give you an example. So when I started all of this, uh, my favorite snack, it's kind of evolved, but my favorite snack was guacamole and chips. And the way I would eat it is I'd open the bag of chips, I'd open the container of guacamole, and I'd just sit there and maybe read on my cell phone until I felt full. Okay, well, there are a lot of problems with that. First of all, I'm basically grazing like some cow in the field, okay? Yeah. Um, and God knows how many calories I ate, but it was probably about 500 calories for a snack, which is insane. Um, so the first thing you've got to do is put out a certain amount of chips, put out a certain amount of guacamole. Don't even measure it. Just say, okay, I think I want that. Right, put the containers away. Yeah. Put them away and just eat that. Right. Okay? These things you should do over weeks. You shouldn't do quickly. Just do, do, make these changes over weeks. Next thing you do is maybe look at the labels and say, okay, well, a portion size is X. 
Well, I'm going to measure out 13 uh, chips, and I'm going to measure out a quarter cup of guacamole, and I'm going to put the containers away, and I'm going to actually not be on my phone and actually be present and enjoy, like look at it, smell it, taste it, the crunching, the flavors mixing in my mouth. Just enjoy those because when you're present, um, you, you don't need as much to eat, and plus you enjoy it more. Um, then the other stage is um, somebody's got to go. So I was looking at the guacamole and chips. Well, the guac's not going because then there's nothing. Chips are going. And then I had this really fun uh, kind of couple of weeks of um, basically auditioning different kinds of foods. So uh, <laughs> carrot sticks, celery sticks, uh, sugar snap peas, uh, sweet peppers, and I try them and kind of figure out what I liked. And I, you know, at that time, I, I, I decided on sugar snap peas and um, the mini sweet peppers. And suddenly my, my 500 calorie um, snack went down to 120 calories. Completely awesome, satisfying. The other thing you have to understand is it takes about 20 minutes for the food to go down your into your stomach and hit the vagus nerve, which sends a signal up and says, I'm done. We're done. We're okay. good here. So eat slowly, so maybe? Eat slowly. And because you this. only have a portion, okay, and if you finish that portion and you say you're hungry, I say you're not. I say go do something else. And before you know it, you'll forget that you were hungry because you're not hungry anymore because it got down there and it said, I'm, I'm done. See, that's a really so, good thing to know that just physiologically, if, if you're eating your meal, no matter what that meal is, in 20 minutes, you're going to be full. So even when you say you're looking for more food, you know, we've all had those moments where like, ah, I'm still starving. I'm starving yeah. to know that no matter what, if you walk away, go take a walk around the block. And by the time you come back, the hunger will be gone. gone. You don't actually yeah. have to feed yeah. that moment. Now I've got all of this stuff is on my website. Um, I've got uh, podcasts, I've got videos, I've got uh, blog posts. Um, so all of that's there. So you don't have to remember it all. You can go and look. Okay. But uh, the other thing, you know, the thing that kills me is when people uh, eat nuts, which are a fabulous food, but like anything, <laughs> can be easily abused. Right. Um, but they'll take nuts and they'll put, you know, they'll put a pile in their hands and go, Ugh, right? Right. Wrong. <laughs> that's the worst way to eat them. Because one again, nut at a time. one nut at a time, enjoy it. Right. And you know, I, what I do, maybe I'm mentally insane. I don't know, but I have these little, I don't know what you would call them ways of eating things. Like I'll take an almond and I'll put it, uh, height wise and I'll basically crack it in half with my teeth so that it opens up and I get the smooth sides and I kind of enjoy that or a clementine. I'll kind of put it in my mouth like, uh, you know, those fake teeth that you get at, at Halloween and I'll bite off and then I'll squeeze. So I, I have these little kind of games. Game, you make a game right. out of it. Right. But it gives me some satisfaction and I enjoy doing that. Right. And it, it suddenly, it slows it down and it's a whole different thing. So right. be conscious of your food. Yeah. All right. The, so that's are, why. Yeah. These are really, really great tips. Yeah. So, so between making everything you do in your day, uh, exercise uh, between looking at your food and slowly over time adapting the things you like into something you still like, right? But it's better for you. Within six months, I lost thirty pounds, and without knowing it, I had walked a thousand miles. Wow. Okay, 
Now, a thousand miles for me is not very much. Um, what I did, and this works for me, it would work for a lot of people, but not everybody, is uh, since I'm at the computer all the time, I actually have a walking desk. So I have this little tiny treadmill that doesn't go very fast under a standing desk, which I got off Craigslist for $75. Um, and so you basically, walk while you're at your desk? I am walking all the time, all day. Really? The only time I sit is to eat and go to the bathroom. So Those are the only times I sit. I would imagine. Although I so should, you're even typing on the keyboard? Absolutely. Walking. I guess now you're I'm walking at a one, slow enough pace that it's not a, something yeah, one, you're really noticing. No. One to one and a half miles an hour, don't even know you're doing it. Right. Within, yeah, that's within a very slow hour. pace. Yeah. But if you're doing it for six hours. Yeah. Now, you have to understand something. Our bodies are incredible machines. Incredible machines. And... You would think that run, walking 3,500 miles a year or 10 to 15 miles a day, I would be aching, I would be exhausted, right. I would have calluses, right. nothing. In fact, the thing that really hurts me is sitting on a friggin' plane for eight hours. That kills me. That's the, right. the worst torture ever. Right. And your body just gets used to it because I'm doing it slowly mm -hmm. and I'm building up slowly. Yeah, I didn't start it. adapting. Yeah. Right. I can stand all day, no pain, nothing. In fact, my back, I, I have chronic back pain. Um, the more active I am, the better it is. Yeah, the stronger your stomach is, the better it is yeah. for your back. And vice Everything. Versa. That's great. So, so that's something that I do. I love it. I, I highly recommend it for everybody. It's not right for everybody, but right. it's something to consider. Anyway. Yeah, you can so, give it a try. Okay. Yeah. And I've got a, a, a big blog post that will be up by the time this goes on, uh, which is how to work out at work. Uh, and it gives you, I got this great infographic and everything. Okay. It just shows you all the things you can do. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. It's I, I have another uh, follow-up question for you. So people are listening. They're starting to see that they could make incremental changes in their life that over time. Uh, I'm always telling people, I, I tell them about this in their marketing when I'm helping them do their marketing. And they're looking at social media and saying, Oh my God, it's this huge thing. How am I, how am I going to do all that stuff? No, if you do one little thing a day, right? How do you eat the elephant? One bite at a time. And a year later, when you look back, you realize how much you can actually accomplish. You don't need to accomplish it all tomorrow. You need to make a different habit so that yeah. you're accomplishing more over time. But as, as people are beginning to realize this about their, their health, in their lifestyle, what do you see as the biggest challenge or the biggest obstacle in front of them to actually getting them to, to make these changes? I think, I think for most people and, and certainly for boomers, I think it's inertia. Uh, the fact right. that we've, you know, lived a certain lifestyle for a while and, and now we need to make a change and it's just very hard. And, and that's why, um, you know, <laughs> just Anything and everything you do. I, for example, if you need to go to the bathroom, so we have a three-story house, and there's a bathroom on the second floor, or there's a bathroom in our bedroom on the third floor. Well, if I'm watching a movie and we pause it because I have to go pee, which I end up doing because I'm a boomer, right. <laughs> um, what do I do? Well, I have two choices, don't I? I could go to the one on the second floor. I could go to the one on the third floor. If I go to the one on the third floor, I've just doubled the amount of exercise I've done. Right. So very simply, simple, yeah. simple. You 
don't have to take on the world. Just make choices that double it each time, and you're going to see changes. So the, and, and the if biggest you thing. Feel, uh, really aggressive. Go to the neighbors. <laughs> Excuse me. I have to be. I so really. Bad. I really. You know, we pause the movie. Everyone's waiting for me. Could I use your bathroom just very quickly? I like that. <laughs> I'm on the life hacker diet. I have to use it. <laughs> and and, yeah. and tomorrow night I'm going to the next the other neighbor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One Spider more door down. So here's here's my problem. You see this? Yeah. Th this is a whole different thing I could talk about for hours. But this is water. Uh, it's ginger tea, uh, which is just ginger and lemon. Right. That is, I think this is like 29 ounces. Mm -hmm. I drink about three of these a day now. Right. Yeah. I drink, I drink a lot of water. I, I That's try to I, get to about a so hundred ounces of water a day. It's yes, really, yeah, it makes yeah. a difference. It makes a big difference. But it gives you opportunities for exercise. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah. So, um, so I think, what, what I think do you think, a, what do you think a first step should be. I mean, you talked about inertia being the biggest problem. So let's say I'm willing to overcome my inertia. What's my first step? Um, your, your first step really is to choose to do one thing for a week. Okay. okay. So if you work in an office and um, let's just take the bathroom thing. If you work in an office, you're probably going to need to go to the bathroom three, four five times a day, which is great. Um, and what I want you to do is instead of using the bathroom that's 20 feet away, I want you to take the stairs to a different floor, right. go to the bathroom up there, and come back down, and just do that for a week. Okay. Okay? Just that. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, it's going to might be And if be you think that's too hard, come on now. Yes. <laughs> I work with us here. You know? Yes. I mean, I'm making it as simple as I can here. <laughs> um, so, so just something as simple as that. Right. Um, you know, going for a walk in the mornings, uh, if, you know, if you're working at home or living at home and you don't work or whatever, um, that is the greatest gift. I mean, I, I live in the Northeast and it's all kinds of weather all the time and it's very important, um, to get out, even if it's yucky out. You know, it's good for you. Get some fresh air. Uh, or if you have dogs, you can. Yes. Them. I've always thought I have two dogs. And when I'm working from home, it's great because every couple of hours, it forces me to take a break, go take them outside, walk around the yard a little bit, you know, and then I'd come in, you know, the fresh air, the whole sort of releasing, oh, yeah. you know, what I'm working on that it was always great. So if you're a pet person, yeah. that could work for you. you go walk your cat if you like. There, Why not? Or your or your bunny rabbit. I've seen Actually, people do we, that we, too. We have uh, we have two cats that refuse to be indoor cats, and they come walking with us with the dogs. So we, we basically we're we're like the Pied Piper going down the you know the cat. <laughs> Very cute. Anyway, so um, if, if people want to learn more about uh, how to make these changes, or they want to start using your program in general, what's the best way to get in contact with you? Um, well, well, I've set up a personalized uh, page on my site. Um, so the shortcut to my site is LH Diet. Now that stands for Lifehacker Diet, but LHDiet.com. Okay. Slash bug. Ah, which is Boomer's Ultimate Guide. Yes. My, uh, my assistant and I are always talking about bug this and bug that, and we think it's yes. it's funny that other people don't. You know, yeah. they're like, "Bug? What do you mean bug? 
Boomer's Ultimate Guide. Don't you know anything? <laughs> yeah. So I uh, just LH Science. So LHDiet.com forward slash bug. Yeah. For Boomer's and Ultimate Guide. And, we'll, and we'll include, I'm always telling you, we will include that link uh, as well as any other contact information to get a hold of Paul in the show notes for this particular episode. So as I always say, if you're already on the treadmill or you're uh, in the car driving somewhere, don't panic. You can always come back to boomersultimateguidepodcast.com and find these links. We would not leave you hanging that way. Yep, absolutely. And uh, yeah, so there are many opportunities, lots of free content. Uh, I'm also working on um, a beta course, uh, which will, um, it's discounted and you get lifetime access, but basically I'm going to take you through all of this stuff and you're going to be uh, a genius by the end of it. Oh, I love so, it. I love being a genius. I'm going to check that out. So before I let you go, I always ask my guests if they have a, an inspirational story or a quote, you know, that, that means something to them that they can leave us with before we go. No, <laughs> no, of course I do. Your yeah, story I'm, suddenly is inspirational I'm going to be quiet, in and of right? itself. <laughs> suddenly I'm going to be quiet. Um, I love, uh, this one because it is just, uh, very true of our, our culture, and I think it also plays into what I uh, believe and what, what I'm pushing. So uh, the quote is by uh, A.J. Reb Materi. Uh, I believe he was involved with the Catholic Church in Canada, in northern Canada, and he said so many people spend their health gaining wealth and then have to spend their wealth to regain their health. Ah, oh, so true. Yes. Very wise. So, you know, uh, working hard all the time, long hours, you got to make some compromises. You, yeah. you, you know, you don't need that second Tesla. Yeah. Uh, and you'll, and you'll be, uh, better for it. Absolutely. And, and so will, uh, everyone who loves you. Absolutely. And absolutely. even the people who don't love you. Uh, I'm not so sure. <laughs> we can debate that next time. Yeah, yeah. So, Paul yeah. Michaels, thank you so much for taking time to be on Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast. My pleasure. This and was um, really great information. I love good. it. I love well, the whole topic. Get walking, get quitting diets, get out there, do stuff because it'll all make a difference. And eat your guacamole with peppers instead of chips. Whatever, whatever works for whatever you. Whatever works. As long as it's not the chips. Excellent, excellent. And those of you out there listening, remember – Every Tuesday afternoon around 1 p.m. Eastern time, we release another uh, episode of Boomer's Ultimate Guide podcast with great guests like Paul Michaels from Life Hacker Diet. And remember, I will include the links. Don't worry about it if you weren't able to write it down. And uh, thank you for spending time with, with Paul and I today. And until next time, I would very much like you to take care. Boom, baby. That's it for now. See you next time on Boomer's Ultimate Guide Podcast.